Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, we are in part two of Last Minute Warning, and today we'll pick up where we left off in our last segment with a homosexual agenda which is the first, last day's precursor, on our list of prominent prophetic indicators that are signaling the confirmation that we are living in the last predictive moments before the rapture of God's true church and the tribulation period that will follow. In Luke 17, 26-29, Lord Jesus prepares His disciples for His crucifixion and describes the condition that the world will be in just prior to His second coming. And he said to his disciples, The day shall come when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. And they will say to you, Look there, look here, but do not go away and do not run after them. For just as lightning, when it flashes out of one part of the sky and shines to the other part of the sky, so will the Son of Man be in his day." But first, he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. And just as it happened in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, they were being given in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same as happened in the days of Lot. They were buying, they were selling, they were planting, they were building. But on the day that Lot went out from Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just the same on that day that the Son of Man is revealed. For the purposes of the study, we're going to concentrate on the days of Lot. In chapter 19 of Genesis, the account of Lot and the destruction of Sodom is recorded. Some interesting insight is given in these verses as we look with the certainty that we have truly reached the day that Jesus warned us of and which would signal his soon return. For certainly it is just as in the days of Lot, with the homosexual sin of sodomy not only being rampant but taking control with prideful rebellion against God's creative order and his unadulterated word of truth. Based on what we know about Lot and his imperfections, it might be difficult to see him as being righteous. However, from God's position and divine perspective, there is no doubt that God imputed righteousness unto him. Second Peter 2.7 confirms this, where the apostle writes, And if God rescued righteous Lot, oppressed by the sensual conduct of unprincipled men, for what he saw and heard, that righteous man, while living among them, felt his righteous soul tormented day after day. Lot's righteousness was not judged by his actions, but by his faith in Jehovah God and the covenant relationship that that faith sealed. He may have failed in his flesh, but his heart and soul belonged to Jehovah, and his faith was reckoned unto him as righteousness even as was Abraham's and the others mentioned in the Hebrews' Hall of Faith. 
When God sent his angels to warn Lot and his family of the impending judgment that he was about to bring down upon Sodom, the men of the city came and demanded that Lot give the angels over to them in order that they might have homosexual relations with them. This is where the word sodomy originates. Lot begged them to take his daughters instead. And here we see an important parallel to today's homosexual agenda and the belligerence that is being exhibited as they grow in power and in numbers more each day. Not only was there no fear on the part of the Sodomites regarding God's order and His holy dictates, but they had gained such control that Lot, instead of rebuking them and commanding them to depart, was willing to offer up his own daughters in compliance to their demands. We see that same bowing to this perversion happening in every segment of our society today, even in the church. The other critical point that we must not miss is that Lot and his family were given a last-minute warning before God's righteous judgment befell Sodom. By His grace, the Lord was providing a way of escape for His righteous ones, just as He had done for Noah and his family. These two examples are given in type and symbol of the rapture of God's true church, which could truly happen at any moment. In verse 22 of the Genesis chapter 19 account, the angel said to Lot, Hurry, escape, for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. Therefore, the name of the town was called Zoar. This is the name of the town that Lot and his family escaped to. The meaning of Zoar is a sanctuary, a place of refuge. The born-again offspring of Jesus Christ the Lord will be taken to their place of refuge in heaven before God's holy judgment falls upon an unbelieving and rebellious world. And just as the Lord would not move until His righteous ones were out of harm's way in Lot's day, 2 Thessalonians 2.7 confirms to us that once again, just as in the type and symbol given in the account of Lot and his family, the Antichrist will not be revealed, nor will the tribulation begin, until the restrainer, which is the Spirit-filled believers in Jesus Christ the Lord, are removed, and then God's righteous judgment will befall this wicked world. And as we ponder these scriptural realities, I'd like to address the gay pride rainbow flag for a moment, because it gives further insight to Lucifer's last day's counterfeiting of God's kingdom and this enemy's intention to create his own empire under his new world order regime. I'll be gleaning from a commentary entitled The Disturbing Secret Message of the Gay Pride Flag. In Genesis 9, 12-17, an amazing promise was given by the God of all creation. And God said, This is the sign of my covenant, which I am making between me and you and every living creature. I set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a sign of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come about that when I bring a cloud over the earth, that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And never again shall the water become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the cloud, then I will look upon it to remember the everlasting covenant between God 
and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. The Lord God, in his loving compassion and mercy, gave his sign in the cloud that he would never again rain down the waters from heaven to destroy every creature on earth. And his rainbow is that covenant sign of that promise. But in mocking rebellion and fearless mutiny against the God of all creation, Lucifer has orchestrated his version of the rainbow by making it the symbol of the very sin that caused Jehovah God to rain down fire on Sodom and Gomorrah. Like a fist in God's face, the homosexual agenda waves the rainbow flag of Lucifer's counterfeit as an assault to God's mercy and grace with defiant and blasphemous abandon. In Second Peter, the apostle writes of them while prophesying their eventual demise. But these, like unreasoning animals, born as creatures of instinct, to be captured and killed, reviling where they have no knowledge, will, in the destruction of those creatures, be destroyed. Even after the Lord extended His mercy and grace with a covenant promise, fallen man has returned to the cesspool of their debauchery and rebellion against His word of love and life. With that rebellion, growing more arrogant and purposed until it has reached a mirror image of the days of Noah and the days of Lot. And because His holiness can only extend His benevolence so long before His righteous judgment demands its due, this time and very soon, it will not be by water that brings His judgment upon the rebellious of the earth, but this time it will be fire. And this brings us back to the counterfeit gay pride rainbow and the commentary, the disturbing secret message of the gay pride flag. The homosexual rainbow flag is not only meant to be a colorful symbol of their statement against God's creative order, but even more so, it serves as the symbol of dominance for the LGBTQ movement. Flags and banners have long been recognized as important symbols that claim an established territory or convey an important message. Many would say that the White House, bathed in the colors of the rainbow flag on June 26, 2015, was nothing more than a sign of celebration, a well-deserved message of congratulations to the LGBTQ community after the Supreme Court's ruling allowing same-sex couples nationwide to marry. A senior official at the White House tweeted that this was a declaration that love wins. But there was clearly something more behind the rainbow-colored White House than the pseudo and false love that they were propagating. It was a sign of victory. And even more than that, it was a declaration of dominance. The Cambridge Dictionary defines dominion as control over a country or people or the land that belongs to a ruler. Underlying it all is a mocking proclamation of Lucifer, the ruler of this world. And as that ruler, he maintains his own brand of influence over the United States, over political leaders, even those in the highest realms of government, over judges in the highest court, of the land, and many lower courts as well, over media and many thought and opinion leaders, 
over major corporations and over academia at every level, with his goal being to control the whole world by way of a soon-to-be-fully-manifested Antichrist New World Order. Scripture makes it clear that Satan, as the god of this world, seeks dominion over every heart, every government, and that the whole world lies under his power, as confirmed in 1 John 5.19. He not only wants power over governments and institutions, he wants the souls of all men to belong to him. This is his purpose, to deceive and distract as many as he can from the magnificent glory of the gospel of God's grace and his eternal plan for humanity, while deceiving passive and lukewarm believers with this vile deception under the guise of a false love, thus keeping them from being the ambassadors of God's truth and the genuine love that can only come from the Savior who alone will lead the captives out of the darkness of sin's death and into salvation's eternal life promise. As the sirens of God's last-minute warning are resounding with be-ready urgency, it is time for the people of God to awaken from their slumber and to understand the demonic and deadly intentions that are really behind the gay agenda and to contend even more earnestly against this deadly enemy with unrelenting fervor, and in the name of Jesus. And this is where we must pause for now, beloved. In our next segment, we'll learn how the homosexual agenda is a stepping stone to transhumanism, and the eventual goal of Lucifer to finalize his new world order. Until then, I leave you with the empowering words of our Savior in Luke ten nineteen to 20 Behold, I have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. And, as always, beloved, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www. Dot agape light ministries.com again that's www.agapelightministries.com